I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasting, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. I need everyone to grab your red parkas and fire up your proton packs and get ready, because, oh boy, for Ghostbuster fans gifted a, not one, but a, a one-two punch of brand new trailers, not teasers full-on trailers because uh, there's a difference um <laughs> just 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 a week ago not even a week ago a few days ago and it's it's lit the the ghostbuster community on fire with speculation and 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 hopeful excitement for ghostbusters frozen empire coming only in theaters march 22nd so that's what we're here to discuss today we're going to go through both the U.S. trailer and the international trailer. We are going to pick out things we liked, things we're confused about, things maybe we don't like. Uh, we are going to get full-on nerd, nitpicky, going frame by frame, trying to figure out what's going on, what are we looking at, um, and let you know why we are or are not excited for this newest chapter in the Ghostbusters legacy. But I won't do that on my own. Let me introduce the first member of this team, this cadre of ghost snatchers, ghost breakers, uh, smashers even, if you will. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the bridge, the man who keeps the nerd in the tot nerdy to me, Commander Scott. So here recently I just heard about the Indiana Bell Building in Indianapolis, Indiana. Have, have, have you ever heard of this building? Oh, the building? No. Indianapolis, sure. Indiana. Yeah. So it was an iconic building. It was it was built at the the turn of the twentieth century. For many years, it served it served as the Central Union Telephone Company building, but in nineteen twenty nine, it was bought by the Indiana Bell Telephone Company, uh, which wanted to build a larger uh, headquarters on the spot, which was not practical given on the lot given which is not practical given how the building was situated. And so when they bought it, the initial plan was to relocate, you know, functions out of the building, demolish the building, uh, and then rebuild it. However, some other people had an idea. And so they took this, uh, uh, 1929, 1930, they took this uh, eight-story steel frame brick building, which measured uh, 100 by 135 uh, feet with a weight of 11,000 tons. 
and they shifted the structure 16 meters south and then rotated it 30 degrees and then proceeded to move the building another 30 meters west. So um, uh, they ultimately moved it a 90-degree arc. They basically turned it at a right angle to itself and then moved it to a better spot on the lot so they could free up lot space to uh, build it, right? Which is, first of all, in the 30s, massive undertaking. But that's not what led me to bring it to uh, a nerd fact. During the move, which uh, took uh, many, many weeks, a couple of months, I think, um, they never lost service in the building. People still came to work. They still had water. They still had power. And they still had gas through the entire move. They did not shut the building down. They did this on a live, fully functioning office. That not seems one, very irresponsible. Not one service was moved. Oh, she didn't exist at the time. <laughs> at least that right there. But yeah, the fact that they did that—that's funny. Um, and now you know we're, we we technically can't you know come to work if somebody's fucking sick now. I get your sniffles. Everybody go home. You can get sick. We're moving the building. Y'all get the hell in here. I think that's apples to oranges a bit there, Scott, but okay. No, screw it. I said it. Yeah, exactly. If people in 1920-whatever could work from home, they'd have said, fuck that, do whatever you want in the building. That's where you old people, just because it's better now. I think everything's better back in the day. Get off my lawn. Come to work. Okay. Well, to round out this cantankerous old man, let's get some young, uh, some young blood in here. Okay, some fresh blood. Somebody new. Well, not entirely new. Somebody who's making a comeback. Somebody who we only call in under special circumstances. A ringer, if you will. Uh, he is our head honcho of all things Halloween. Our supreme something of all things Scream. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know him. You love him. He's the other half of the team, Dreamy. Please welcome back to the show. John Colin Gritton, or as we know him, the Grit Man. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Hey, uh, how's it going? Happy to be here. I got no wild and crazy building stories, but, uh, you know, I'm excited about these trailers. Uh, you know, so happy to be here. Look at you steering us back on top. <laughs> Hang on. We, we, we got somebody new? <sighs> but, yes. But what about Jay? Sorry, Larry, let me finish introducing. Not mad. Finishing I'm out the show. Mad about I have no reason to be upset about anything. Oh, we got flat here? No reason to be upset at all. Nobody told Dude, me I'm that. sorry. Dude, I forgot you were here. Your thing didn't come up on the video call. My bad. I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. Uh, hi, Fletch. Stop it. It's bad. No. I, I said I'm sorry. I don't know what more you want from me, okay? I, I thoroughly apologize for forgetting you. Do, do you want to take over hosting the show? I'll let you host today. I'll just sit back. Do you want to take over? Bark. Are you not going to acknowledge me? Oh, I bark. I will. I will Did you just call out. me a dog? <laughs> Am I muted? No, I think we you, can I, hear you. What's up, Yeah, bro? we can hear you fine. He's just ignoring you. Why are you ignoring Grit, Jay? We've yeah, got our new guest on. <laughs> Me first. Jesus, dude. Salty about it. Cover your mic. Seriously. Gross. 
Uh, okay, no, okay, no, Jay is not here. You've been listening to the Jay is not here soundboard uh, that Scott's taking too long to hit buttons on. Wow. Leave me alone. I've got he has too many great. options. Oh, Jay's got a Jay's got a great message for our topic today too. By the way, once uh, is there something he wants to tell the heads at Sony? Yes, once once we once we introduce what we're talking about. So. Oh, okay. Okay, we're we're talking about the Ghostbusters Frozen Empire trailers. Did we already talk about that? Yeah, I entered that before I entered you. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't actually listening. So that's <sighs> ignoring me. So no. I don't feel quite as sad. I'm okay. not ignoring you. No, no. Jay's ignoring you as much as he's ignoring the rest of us because he's just not here. Anyway. But we, we have assembled a mass of random sound clips from Jay from prior episodes that we call the Jay is not here soundboard. So even when Jay's not here, we can have faux conversations and pretend he's here. Wow. Oiling and lotioning. Lotioning and oiling. <laughs> I don't need to know what you do after the show, Jay. <laughs> I love this thing. This thing is great. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so... Let's start at the beginning, and uh, the beginning is where it began, which is with the U.S. trailer. So this hit Monday morning, <coughs> 9 a.m., and like I told old Scott, as soon as this trailer hit, dude, I might as well go home today. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am mentally checked out. I will not be productive at all today. My mind is just going to be replaying this trailer in my head over and over and over again. <coughs> yeah. So before we get into it, what did, what were your guys' first impressions of watching the trailer? Um, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just... We'll start with grit. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, I was I was pretty freaking I don't want to say blown away, but pretty close. Like I I've been excited for this one since the first trailer because I feel like we're getting a Ghostbusters movie back. You know what I mean? Um, I know I probably talked about this in the last when we talked about the other trailer. Like, Afterlife was fantastic, but it was a movie with Ghostbusters in it. It wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. You know what I mean? Or at least that's how I kind of look at it. Whereas this one, you know, we got a full-on Ghostbusters movie. I mean, we're back in the firehouse. We're back in New York. You know, you got big giant epic things happening you know it's it's i don't know i'm just blown away the new uh big bad i think looks freaking incredible i'm like just creepy and you know obviously very threatening very capable of bringing about the end times but the trailer itself like i'm just you know, I feel like you see enough familiar stuff to where, you know, it's it feels very familiar, of course. But you got new, you know, you got new people working at freaking Ghostbusters headquarters. You got different tech. You got just all these different things. But it still feels so Ghostbusters, you know. And uh, I'm just, I'm freaking thrilled. And it took me, I didn't want to watch it on my phone, which I never watch trailers that I get excited about on my phone. Because I like, I got to see it on at least a computer screen, if not something bigger. But um, no, I'm just, I'm freaking thrilled. I, I just, I don't know. We can get more specific if you'd like. But uh, Oh, we will. Don't worry. That's my overall, I'm absolutely thrilled. 
Scott, after I pestered you long enough and you finally watched it, what did you think? Yeah, I don't know what was going on. I mean, you know, uh, Obi-John didn't even tell me the trailer dropped until like, you know, to today or something. I don't know what's going on. He just kept it to himself uh, the whole time. He didn't say a you word. and my brother, I swear to God. <laughs> well, we share a name, so. I guess. <laughs> I had to text him a link to the trailer because I got scolded, legit scolded by my brother for not telling him that there was a new Ghostbusters movie. Until I put the when they put the poster out, yeah, I put it up on my Instagram, and he was like, "There's a new Ghostbusters movie. You're supposed to tell me this stuff." Yeah, like, there was a movie. Sorry, you live under a rock. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you hadn't have told me about it, I I probably wouldn't even know it yet today. Um, but uh, uh, so I did watch this on my phone. I watched this on my phone in a bathroom. Actually, uh, I I was sitting on a toilet. Yeah, better acoustics that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and stuff. You get that. You get that true. You know, surround sound. Uh, what is that? THX. What's that standard? THX one one seven one three eight. Yeah, one one seven two eight six four. Um, you, you get that. You get that whole standard uh, going on there. The 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 bath the, the bathroom acoustic. But uh, so I when I watched it the first time. Um. Uh. I was I was listening and I'm like, so that 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 voiceover at the beginning, um, and I'll be honest. Uh, so you get that first voiceover, you know, which is of course Peck, and uh, I'm thinking at first I'm thinking, oh, is that is that Peck that I'm hearing? And then it gets to that line where he's like, they called themselves Ghostbusters. Why is he pronouncing the T that hard? Ghostbusters. It's just an odd pronunciation for Ghostbusters. It's just, it's just. I, I feel like he's emphasizing that. It's what I literally. I had to stop and rewind the uh, the trailer because I got too hyper focused on his, on his 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 pronunciation that emphasis Look, on the T. I warned y'all we were gonna get nerdy and nitty gritty. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know we were gonna get that nitty gritty that soon, but here we are. Hey, you asked me what my initial thought was, and I I did. Had to- I had to replay the trailer because, like, I lost focus on the trailer because I'm like, why is he Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. And this is why Scott watches movies multiple times. What? Yeah. uh, But then I got, you know, then I watched it again and everything. And um, uh, and it it, it was uh, it was a good trailer. Um, um, I liked, you know, some of the, the tech and stuff that we get to see. Because I, I do focus on the tech and and stuff. It was it was good. Uh, we get some uh, uh, callbacks and stuff. I'll admit though, I did like the international trailer better than than the U.S. trailer. We'll get to that. I know, but that's that's what I'm saying. So my my but that's my initial thoughts on it. I was like, oh, this this looks interesting. I can get behind this. I'm 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 on board with this. Yeah, I'm I'm jiggy with it. That's the Scott Cox seal of approval right there. He's jiggy with it. I am jiggy with it. <clears throat> well, before we get too far in, I want to say I want to have a little bit of a rant. There's a thing that happens nowadays with trailers that <laughs> drives me absolutely nuts. I, I called Scott a cantankerous old man at the top of the show. I'm going to take the baton now and be the cantankerous old man. 
I understand why they do it. That doesn't make it any better. So don't tell me why this is done. I know why it's done. I still hate that three to five second mini, mini trailer before the fucking trailer starts. <laughs> Just play the trailer. Oh, I wait. don't need you to tease the trailer. You get a Hang couple up. shots and some lines, and then trailer starts now. Just play the trailer. Yes, Scott. So, so you mean like at the beginning when you get like a couple of lines and you think that's the beginning of the trailer, but then it goes into the trailer and then you cycle back to those couple of lines. Those are like you see them again in the trailer. So that's done on purpose. Yes. Oh. Almost. I, I honestly thought they it was- can do that. So when you're messing around on YouTube or whatever and random ads pop up and you can skip out of them after a few seconds. That four to five or three to five second little clip they put before the header of Ghostbusters trailer starts now. That's there because in the few seconds before you can click off the trailer, they know you they have a captive audience. So they squeeze it in and then start the trailer. I know why they do it. I don't care. I hate it. I hate it so much. Especially like this when I'm like super pumped to watch a trailer and see new footage and, and get new Ghostbuster stuff. It you you spoiled your own trailer. The tall, dark, and horny line is in the little blurb before Bill yeah. even says it, which is like, well, I know that's coming now. I hate that shit. So Jay, yeah. I'm with you on this one. Hold on, didn't give enough time. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad. Why would I be mad? I have nothing to be mad about. Oh, I have no sorry. reason to be upset about anything. Nothing at all. No reason to be upset at all. See, well, I am upset, Jay, and I have some strongly worded comments to the people at Sony, starting with, "Dear Sony, stop." Thank you, Jay. That clip was intended for all your stupid Spider-Man movies that don't have Spider-Man in them, but it also works for this. So, thanks, Jay. Okay, mini rant over. Um, so yeah, like Scott said, the <laughs> the trailer actually starts with a voiceover from of all people, Walter Peck, old Dickless himself. Well, we knew he was coming because it, it some leaked set photos. We knew he was there, but now we actually get to see in here. Uh, the Ghostbusters original nemesis forget Zool, forget Gozer forget Slimer Walter Peck what do you guys I'll, think about seeing Walter Peck back I'll be honest I was surprised I was surprised he came back because I know for a number of years he, he didn't care for the Ghostbusters movie just because fans kept calling him dickless every time they saw him he took a lot of shit for it and, and so I, I'm surprised he sure did I think he came around later you know he hopped into a couple cons what he was in Cincinnati um, he seemed all right. I think he's uh, understood his iconography, and maybe he's gotten over it a little bit. Yeah, he came full circle. I, I will say this: my 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 text messages and, and uh, Instagrams from from friends who were casual fans was was filled with is that Dickless? <laughs> his name is Peck, and you put some respect on it. Put some respect. <clears throat> Uh, who appears to be now have has moved on up to perhaps the mayor of New York. It does look like the mayor's office is where they're shooting at, or at least the movie version of the mayor's office. I've never actually gone to visit the mayor of New York while he's at work, so I don't 
I don't actually know the interior. Lenny, the big guy. I want to know where yeah. is Lenny. That's that's what I. That's well, what I'm we almost fifty percent of us voted for him in the last election. It wasn't quite enough though. So that's what one of you. <laughs> that always got me when I was when I saw almost fifty percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who voted for Peck? That or who voted for Lenny? That's the question. Which one? I think Ray. So you think Ray was talking about himself? Perhaps. I'm down with it. Um, yeah, so look, it's great seeing him back. I, I'm very intrigued in what they're going to do with the character. I hope it's not just another just playing the same beat from the first movie. Is is he's still mad to go as posters and trying to shut him down? I hope you get a little more than just that in the movie. Um, whether we'll go full comic book and, and put him in charge of the, the PCOC where he's over, you know, overseeing the Ghostbusters. I don't know, but, you know, do more than just beat that note that we already beat the first movie and then had to replay again, replete, then had to repeat in the second movie with Jack Hardemeyer. Like, we get yeah. it. We've seen that. Give us a little more than that. Uh, I also want to take uh, take umbrage with some people on the internet who keep thinking that there's a goof from the voiceover from, from Peck. Now, granted, this is voiceover in a trailer. So of all the, what, five or six lines he has, we have no idea at what point in the movie any of those lines are said in context. Yeah. And, and and also, there's several lines that that's Peck's lines in the trailer that we're not watching him speak on camera. So they exactly. can edit. They could, they could cut that dialogue up. Yes. And it is well, very, it, yeah, it's very clippy dialogue. But the line that's getting everybody miffed is when he says, um, there's no eyewitnesses to... Oh. The Ghostbusters yeah. allegedly saving the world, and everyone keeps pointing out, "Oh, what about he got slammed and he got this? like you know, like they keep pointing out like the filmmakers forgot what happened in the first movie." Well, I, I want to take a moment and just point out, guys, this is Walter Peck. He built a career out of trying to debunk the Ghostbusters. But so yeah. there were four guys on top of the roof, and it was just them. So what actually happened on top of that roof, only they know. Yeah, well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, you know, at the, in the mayor's office, he's talking about the use sense and nerve gases. So, I mean, he could easily say, oh, the Stay Puft was just a collective hallucination, sense and nerve gases. You know, I don't know. It can be explained away. But, yeah, but, nobody else was up there whenever yeah. they closed the gate. Yeah, and also, so we, uh, a friend of ours, he texted me the same thing. He's like, what do you mean there's, I don't understand there's no witnesses. I'm like, look, there was nobody actually on the roof. Plus, if you listen to that dialogue, there's 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 like a a, 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 a very clippy, like between his previous line and that one. So whether he, that's actually those two sentences follow each other or they just cut those two sentences together for the trailer is still unknown at this point. But yeah, I mean, there was... Everybody on the ground saw fireworks, explosions, blah, 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 blah. And you're right. He, he's already brought up the sense of nerve gases. So, yeah. Technically, there were no actual eyewitnesses on the roof to what's going on. Except for Lewis Tully, who actually says in the movie, does anybody want to interview me? I'm a witness. I was up to you, right? <laughs> but nobody wanted to interview him. Nobody wanted to interview him. I would Rick Moranis won't come back to play. So I would love to have hung out with Lewis to hear him tell that story, like <laughs> at a cocktail party. I bet that was Dude. fantastic. 
Same. Because one time he, he turned into a dog, and they helped him. They helped him. See, now, I think Lewis is coming back, and they're keeping it very tight-lipped. And that's the line that sends them looking for Lewis. Like, he says, nothing, no witnesses. Nothing on this world would make me happier than a surprise Rick Moranis cameo. Yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Maybe Lewis is who's missing in the big Avengers lineup shot that I'm, I'm getting way ahead of ourselves in because there's like some gaps in there and we're missing. Where's Phoebe? Was that maybe Lewis is there? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. That'd be incredible. But I'm getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Peck is back and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, again, we we knew that was coming. At least people who have have been um, obsessively following the production. Not that anyone here has done that. I'm not naming names or pointing fingers. <clears throat> we knew William Atherton was shooting something. So wasn't completely out of left field. But seeing him in the film, back in the the you know, the the the, the role of Peck was cool. So um the next shot that grabbed my attention, and stop me if you want to back up, uh, is Trevor up in what I presume is the attic of the firehouse. Yeah, that, that, that window yeah. looks very, very much like attic firehouse window. Yeah, I think so. And on his right side, so camera left, we see some old boxes, uh-huh. one of which has a Ghostbuster logo and just says artwork, and the one on top of it has a distinct Ghostbusters 2 logo that I believe the internet has now determined by you know crazy trickery. Uh, is the box in which at least the first 100 of the Ghostbusters hot beverage thermal mugs came in for Ghostbusters 2. So um, not that we need it anymore, but hey, proof Ghostbusters 2 was canon. Um, yeah. my, my my wife just walked in with something very furry and tickly looking and some rather long plastic gloves that look like they go up halfway your arm. Uh, if you all don't hear from me, uh, you might want to send help. Just, oh, just say. There's no helping you if Nicole has her mindset, Scott. <laughs> That's true. Hi, honey. Uh, yeah, I was very excited to see. Like, I'm always Team Ghostbusters too, and I feel like it's kind of just gotten, you know, overlooked over the years. It is it is good as the first one? No, but do I still freaking love yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's yeah. better than the first one. Oh, that's okay. That's a hot take, but I don't, I don't know if I'd necessarily disagree, but I, I freaking love it. This is my coffee mug changed my mind moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair enough. Um, the soundtrack to the first one was a lot better. Uh, or the score, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll give you Elmer Bernstein, but Bobby Brown would have something to say about that soundtrack, sir. I do be loving some Bobby Brown on our own. It's what's <laughs> um, but yeah. So no, I was jazzed to see a little uh, GB2 acknowledgement. Uh, so hopefully we get a couple other little Easter eggs. I know that they're not going to harp on it, and honestly, I hope they don't harp on much of anything from the first two movies. Uh, like we dealt with Gozer, she's gone. We got a new uh, tall, dark, and horny, and like yep. let's keep moving forward. So that's so good, right? Well. Keeping it rolling with the Ghostbusters 2 is canon and, and fun callbacks. Um, the next thing we jump to, and again, if there's something you want to address and I'm skipping over it, we can back up. Um, hey, are you the weird old guy who buys, or sorry, are you the weird guy who buys strange old stuff? 
<laughs> right on both counts. We are back, not just for a phone call, but we are back properly in Arrays of Cult Books. Um, in case you needed any more approved Ghostbusters 2 is and always was canon. Hey, look, Arrays Bookstore still there. Yep, yeah. 7 o'clock on weekdays, midnight on Saturdays. Those are terrible hours, Ray. <laughs> Ray has no life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love yeah. The, the idea that he he's just known for you know buying all this cre- weird, creepy old stuff like that. That's hilarious. And I, I mean, that was one of those moments where I like I had a little laugh out loud moment when dude was like you know talking about the price. And I love that there were in both trailers there were at least like two moments where I just laughed out loud. And I'm like, here we go. This is this is it. But then there were also moments that I'm like, that shit is creepy. And yep. like that dude is terrifying. And that's what I want out of my Ghostbusters movie, man. I want to laugh, but dude, I want them villains to be scurry. And and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna balance that very nicely. So yeah. very exciting. I mean, uh and, and that I, I think this this movie's doing a little bit better than the the than afterlife just a little bit edging it out is is that that balancing that dichotomy between comedy and and creepy scary you know um but you know if we're if we're if we're kind of if we're if we're using information we know from the international trailer which we haven't actually discussed yet because we haven't got to i know but you you made the comment that he's just known as the 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 weird dude that buys weird stuff i don't think it's that I, i think there's an actual call out yeah, I know. I'll put a pin in it, but I, I, I think that uh, there's there's more going on here than uh, what we're seeing in this trailer. You think for like a specific event, like, hey, this is going on, or is it like, hey, I put a newspaper article out, or I put it on Craigslist that I want, you know, if you got weird stuff, bring it to raise a call. Yeah, yeah, I, we'll I get think, to that. Yeah, I think they put a call out, and he's like, but I think he comes in after everybody else is done, like the okay. rush comes through. And then he comes in last. Hey, are you the one? Who's, oh, yes, that's us. He's like Rick at the uh, Pawn Stars. Or not. Maybe. No, I think you yeah, can that, probably that, Those memes have been all over the internet now. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, I have not seen those. You'll see them next week, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, so then we jump to the We Need All the Help We Can Get line, which then prompts the trailer to refresh our memory of, hey, look. The OGs are back. As if there is any doubt or any lingering question in your head, yes. Ernie Hudson's back. Dan Aykroyd's back. Bill Murray's back. <clears throat> We've got Annie Potts rocking a flight suit in the middle of heaven. But uh, yeah, the OGs are all back. This is not just focusing on the characters we met in the last movie. It's not just introducing a whole bunch of new characters. It's also bringing back all the OGs. Um which then also leads us to the internet's new favorite van, their Mercedes Sprinter, because uh, Ghostbusters can't help themselves. And even though it's only in like one shot of the entire trailer, where we see the back doors opening up and a rack of new proton packs rolling out towards camera, the internet, and by that I mean Ghostbusters nerds on the internet, had to stop and identify what make and model of van it is. It's not white. It's Did I not say white. No. Okay. So you, you said black. My complaint is it's not white. Oh, oh. I well, like this is the R and D division, and they wear black. That's true. Um, yeah, I was going to say something, but my 
beautiful fiance distracted me. I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay. So we'll come back did, to that. Did she have big? Did she? Did she have big plastic rubber gloves that go all the way up her arm? Because because my wife had those and it scared me a little. Uh, no, she didn't. But I can see if we can work on that. That okay. sounds like a lot of fun. If you want, I'm sure my wife will give you the where the source where she got hers from. Yeah, send the link over. We'll get some of those. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll get that link over to you. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, so new packs. New packs. See, are that's the question though. Are they new packs or are they old packs that have been retrofitted? I think we're getting new packs. Because... I think at least some of them got to be new packs, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Because so first of all, first of all, obviously, you know. Um, BB is going to be rocking the Spangler pack. Right. You know, she, you know, we see her donning a pack in the movie. I don't know if we, I think we have in the trailer. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's going to be her grandfather's pack. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. So then the, the OGs have their packs, but then we've also got, you know, uh, the, the one chick we've got, uh, you know, uh, stranger the things. One chick, the one chick, we got stranger things, dude. Uh, we got, um, uh, uh, Ant Man. What's it? yeah, Ant Man. Uh, and 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 technically, we haven't actually seen Janine with a pack on in this. She's just in the flight suit, um, uh, and, and everything. So there's new packs. Not to mention the fact that we got. Uh, apparently, we're getting an, an arm-mounted proton blaster. We're assuming it is anyway. We we don't see it firing. So it's got but, a clip on it. I did notice that. Yeah. So, whatever that, that turns out to be, um, and such, which, uh, which for those that don't know, in the early, I think the early, early concepts, the 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 neutron wands were wrist mounted. They were on the back. It looked like an old antenna wand. Yeah. 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 It was dumb, and I'm glad they abandoned it. Well, it kind of <laughs> reminded me of the sniffer, like from the first movie. It, it had a similar kind of look to it, I think. Yeah. See, to me, it looked that up like the arm-mounted mini pack from the IDW comic. Yeah, without the pack part, which is interesting. But uh, well, we're going. To, let's get there. So it can't be a new Ghostbusters movie without new tech and new gadgets. Yeah, and we haven't seen the whole movie, but so there's some obvious cosmetic differences to the new packs. Um, the the barrel shroud, the um, the yellow cyclothong, as the internet has dubbed it. Wow. Um, hey, I like the cyclothong. If it works, use it. Well, it, 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 it gives you contrast for, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, uh, coming on film and stuff. Yeah. You get that, that yellow and that black. Uh, and there's there's more red in, in the packs this time. It's a lot of wiring. A lot of yeah. wiring. I'm, yeah. I'm all for some caution stripes. So the new side panel on the uh, power cells got the diagonal yellow and black caution stripe, which I dug. So um, I don't love the cyclothong, but seeing it on Jerry's pack in person, I, I kind of appreciate it a little bit more. So it doesn't look bad. His his looks really good. Where, where did he get that? Did he did he? I know it's 3D printed. I saw it, but did he get it off Etsy or something, or did he print it? Uh, Taco Billy on uh, Etsy. I think that's where he got that. Uh, Taco Billy, if you want to, you know, throw us some cyclothongs for plugging your Etsy shop. Not Darn, hey, he does good stuff. He does really good work. He'll sell STL files, but then he sells printed stuff too. And by everything I've seen, he's a pretty nice guy. So, not uh, street Taco Billy. Close. That's good. That's I, his. That's his mobile shop. Yeah. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> so yeah, and, and and Scott brought this up in a conversation we had. <clears throat> excuse me. Um. So Spangler's pack in Afterlife has had some some work done to it, uh, and not just cosmetic stuff like replacing the grips on the gun and whatnot, but so he he he's he's been tinkering away at this pack for presumably thirty years. And the movie doesn't outright say this, but upon multiple watchings, because we're those nerds, uh, the only pack that can really seem to stand up to Gozer in the third act, mm. uh, I'm spoiling Afterlife, but if you haven't seen Afterlife yet, why are you listening to a trailer breakdown for the sequel to it? <clears throat> uh, the only pack that can really stand up to Gozer, and, and literally goes toe-to-toe with Gozer's Force Lightning, <laughs> is the Spangler pack. Mm-hmm. Which I loved. Yes. Yeah. I love that, that whole scene. Yes, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't want to talk about it too much. I'll start crying on air again. Uh, <laughs> but wait, 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 wait! You talk about that scene where Phoebe's getting pushed back, and that spectral hand comes out of nowhere, grabs Shut her up. hand, and braces her, braces her against the evil, and you pull back, and it's 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 Egon himself, you know, and he's just he's got her back, like he's there, he's there for his granddaughter. It's just. Is that what you're talking about? I'm just I'm just spitballing off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but you know, these trailers didn't have any butts in them, and I noticed the very first trailer we got had a butt in it, so we got that to go for them. But anyway, you were gonna Sorry. say something about maybe the old tech from Egon being integrated into the new packs is what you were gonna say, right? That's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, that's know. where I was headed. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Forgive You're me. Not sorry at all. Bastard. <laughs> With butts in the proton pack. I have pack. yet to be able to watch that movie and not ball my eyes out at the end. Uh, oh, okay. That's um, yeah, so what I was trying to say is is what if uh, upon, and, and this is the big kind of mystery for me of the movie is so we know at the end of Afterlife um, we have a line from from um, uh, Winston about taking the ecto back and getting it cleaned up, and then we have that little tag at the end that they shot after the movie was finished of him bringing the ecto back, and we see the the containment unit running. Um, so we know between movies, Winston's kind of gotten Ghostbusters back up and running again. But in that intermittent time, are they still using the old gear? Are they just now rolling out new gear from the lab? Because again. All we see is the, the, the someone opening the doors or the back of the van and there's new packs in it. We have no idea when this takes place. It could be the opening shot of the damn movie. It, it could be Ghostbuster logo faded on the back of the van, doors open up. I don't think it will be, but it could be. So are these upgraded packs based on the modifications that the Spangler made to his pack uh, with some new added stuff to it? Are these upgraded packs that we need going into Act 3 because the stuff we have isn't effective against the new villain? Or is it is are all the yellow pieces added uh, ceramic to insulate the the gear from the cold? I don't know, and that to me that's again I'm fine with the trailer not telling me everything. Uh, uh, well, so that's one of the big questions I have. What's up? I, I don't I don't think it has anything to do. I don't think that shot has anything to do with a response to the big bad or the cold. And the reason I say that is because the gentleman who's opening the van I think is the same tech that we see grabbing the ball and him freezing. And I think he is the physical man, the, the, the physical body of the big bad guy. Cause I think he gets possessed by the big bad. You think so? Huh? I, I think so. I think when okay. he grabs that ball and that frost starts to go up, that's him being possessed. 
Okay. So, like, in a different shot of publicity at some point that came across that I saw, we see him again, but he's got one of those grabber things that, like, the old people have so they can pick stuff up, and his arm is in a sling. So, Mm. to me, that shot is probably post-grabbing. Yeah. And then he uses the grabbers. Although, maybe it's a slow process. Yeah, I don't know if that does anything. Yeah. Theory, but I think that that's yeah. I, I hadn't seen that promo pic, so yeah, yeah. But uh, but I definitely think the opening of the van is is prior to main event starting. I think you're probably right. I would agree with that. Um, for the in between stuff, I I would be interested to know if it's supposed to be real time between Afterlife and uh, this one. Like, has it been three years or has it been six you months? Know, six months and there's a comic coming out that's supposed to fill in some gaps there but to me the you know what we're seeing at the end of afterlife you know it's an empty abandoned firehouse and then we see winston this is an international trailer jumping ahead a little bit but we see winston kind of showing (laughs) our crew around and it kind of seems like things are up and running and going yeah and pretty far along as far as the, the research and the development whatever but even in this trailer even in the u.s trailer you get that scene where winston says to ray let's get to work and of course the ecto is in the background and it's already got a new paint job because it's not the rusted out it's it's white and everything it looks immaculate yeah it looked yeah and you've got people walking around but what really intrigues me in that in that scene he says let's get to work and he's handing and this could be a, a thing of where we get dialogue from somewhere else overlaid with a video here because right. he's handing Ray a Neutrona wand and Ray's in a flight suit. Yeah. Which the the whole let's get to work. Why is he handing him a Neutrona wand? What's it attached to? Is it new? Is why is Ray in a flight suit? Not you know, like there's I have, all kinds of questions. I have a theory about that and I kinda hope I'm wrong, because if I'm right it means we've we've seen too much of the movie. <laughs> So Danny talked in some interviews about where we find Ray at the beginning of this. And, and Ray, apparently at the beginning of the movie, is no longer allowed to be a Ghostbuster. He's running the shop. Him and podcast are hanging out in his basement doing a podcast, uh, which I'm cool with. Uh, but in, again, this was Dan talking. So take it with a grain of salt because Dan talking and logic don't always necessarily <laughs> coincide with each other. Um, Uncle Danny. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone banned Ray from being a Ghostbuster, but I don't know. There seems to be some kind of reluctance or falling out or whatever. Beginning of the movie, Ray's not a Ghostbuster anymore. He's running his shop. He's still interested in the paranormal. He's still Ray, but he's not actively Ghostbusting anymore. And I think that shot is is Winston sort of telling him, "Hey, it's time to come back to work." Well, it it could also be that Ray's enthusiasm and heart is, you know, his, his eyes are bigger than his stomach. It could be his health that they're trying to protect like he just can't can't take it anymore and he wants to be on the job but they won't let him you know because hey look you know let the younger guys take this stuff and then like you said i could see that well because he's got this look on his face when he hands him the neutrona wand you know like yeah it's time you know let's get to work you know and everything I, so i could see that i could see that quite a bit. and you brought it could just be emotion he could just his heart literally could just not be in the job anymore after everything they've been through with Egon and the falling out and and the sort of patching things back up at the end of Afterlife, that scene Scott can't talk about anymore. Um, <laughs> maybe his heart just isn't in it, and he's just like, "Look, I'm 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 done. You know, my ghost busting days are over." 
So yeah, anyway, I think there's more meaning to that than just him saying, hey, let's go punch the clock. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see where that plays out in real time once we watch the movie. Dan so, has mentioned that he's that, that Ray's a little bit darker. He's a little bit you know, more emotional, and he's just kind of a different Ray than what we've seen before. So, Which is Dan good. Said that. Yeah, we'll take it. You know, yeah, a little... We yeah, we, we want characters that change and stuff. Yeah, right? exactly. So we brought up the new packs. Well, uh, we, yeah. Before we get away from technology and stuff, I, 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 was yeah, I wasn't. Okay. I, well, okay. Uh, there was there was one thing that really kind of intrigued me, and it, and it goes goes to the the tech. Uh, and and that's there's a scene where you see a cyclotron of of a pack firing up, and the well, first right. time I the first time I saw it. I thought, oh, is that is that like a next generation pack or something? But the more I watch it, I think somebody takes a proton pack that is in a state of disassembly and fires it up like in an emergency. And we're seeing a cyclotron with with the cover open being being employed. Correct yeah. mundo, sir. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. that is definitely not safe. Let's let's just <laughs> let's well, not entirely safe. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, the, my first glimpse when I first watched through it is just a glimpse of it. I thought, oh, is that a next generation pack? Maybe, but then I watched it some more, and I'm like, oh no, that's that's an open cyclotron. Their their uh, shit has hit the fan, and that's the only thing they can grab to try and defend themselves with. And they're 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 pressing it into service. That's that's just kind of cool. Yeah, I could I could get down with that. That sir was next, pack without cyclotron cover. Phoebe question mark. That was on my my next list. Ah. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know if it's Phoebe or not. I'd have to, I'm trying to find. It's very hard to find specific scenes. I think a toy spoiler. I think the pop vinyl they put out of Phoebe, her pack is missing pieces on the back of it. Now, uh, granted, that's based off of a pop vinyl, so yeah. grain of salt that. Huh. I haven't seen that. Same with, uh, I think, Ray's care, uh, pop vinyl, because there's only like four that have been released so far from the movie. I think they're holding on the rest of them to avoid spoilers. But Ray is wearing a t-shirt that says Repossessed, which is allegedly the podcast him and podcast do together. Oh, they're doing a podcast about the Leslie Nielsen movie? I, love I hope so. That's a great movie. So, yeah. another new t-shirt I have to go buy. <laughs> Uh, so no, okay. One line, uh, well, a couple of lines. So we, I talked about the OG stepping back in. Um, there's a line. Venkman shows up at the firehouse, and in in one of a one of like two lines that I think are is the character speaking, but they're saying what all the fans are thinking and saying to themselves. Venkman walks in. First of all, he almost almost directly quotes himself from Space Jam. Uh, when he says, uh, can I be any help? Just, just to skew from perhaps I could be of assistance when he shows up in Space Jam. I appreciated that. That's not the line I was going for, though. Never seen Space Jam. Don't. It's fine. Okay. Uh, but he then looks and notices Melnitz in uniform. Yeah. The level of enthusiasm coming from Bill Murray in that line warms the cockles, the nay, nay, the subcockles of my cold old man heart. To hear Bill Murray, first of all, see him in a Ghostbuster movie and hear him that excited to be in it, that got me. 
Also, he's saying what every fan is saying, which is finally Janine's in uniform. Only took 40 years. I so, really enjoyed that moment. So am I the only one that doesn't want to see Janine in uniform? Apparently. Yes. You yeah. cynical bastard. I don't I don't care. I don't I don't uh, I don't I don't want Janine in uniform. I mean, do I do I want Janine to be more you know active in the role? Yeah. But I just see her getting up from the desk, grabbing a program. What is it uh, in the cartoon? There was there was one. I know she's she's in a flight suit in a couple of episodes of the cartoon, but there's one where she just grabs a proton pack and just goes to town like she isn't. She's she's in her normal clothes. That's what I want. I want Janine. I want Janine sitting at the desk, hand under the desk, but instead of a gun, it's a damn particle thrower. All right. That's what I want. You know, I don't. I don't need her to suit up in a flight suit. I just need her to just throw on a pack and just just go, you know, old woman Janine on on their ass. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't care for her being in a flight suit. Sorry, Scott. Scott. Under strike. Scott. Give yeah. Janine love. Oh, I love Janine. I'm gonna poke the bear. Go ahead. Women can be Ghostbusters, Scott. Yeah, they can. Completely and utterly. I never said she could be Ghostbuster. I know, I know. You know, Phoebe's great. Uh, chick lady from, you know, uh, Phoebe's mom, and then chick lady from the first movie is that Callie Spangler and Lucky? All right, Lucky is Lucky in the second one. Is she in this one? Yes, yeah. actress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Multiple shots. She's she's could... the one who's firing at the villain when her proton stream starts stream to freeze. I'm getting ahead of us, and then yeah. she starts to freeze over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell if that was Lucky or not. I honestly couldn't tell if that was her. I couldn't That's tell. Pretty unlucky, but yeah. Um, yeah, so all that I'm fine with. Janine yeah. is Janine. She doesn't need to be in the flight suit. She's just Janine. Just, just, just have her just jump up from the desk, grab a proton pack, and just start slinging some protons. That's fine, but I love her in uniform. I know my sister loves her in uniform. Uh, and if it gets my sister to go see Ghostbusters, I'm all for it. Uh, and also, just I just I just let I'm with Bill on this one. Bill that's in a flight suit. Yeah. Especially if, and I have no idea, again, where any of this happens within continent, context of the movie, but it's preceded by the line from Trevor, you know, we're going to need all the help we can get. Like, this is an all-hands-on-deck scenario. I love it. I don't care how little sense it may make to have the big Avengers lineup. Again, I'm getting ahead of us. But I love that shot. I don't care. That's one of the few things where the, the coolness factor overrides any logical issues I might have with it. I think that's going to be the first time we see Pete in the movie, though. And I, and I wonder how much where he's going to be in it. Because you look outside, you can see it's already snowy. Yeah. You know, it's already going down. And I, it looks to me like Ray and Janine are investigating something. You know, there's some noise. Yeah. And they open the door, and it's Peter. It's and Pete. I, I don't think that's going to be the first time we see him. I think it's going to be the first time we see him in uniform. And it's definitely going to be a third act. He comes back into the story. But I think we're going to see him in the first act. Like, what's everybody doing since the last movie? Kind of catch up. I, I think we'll see him. But then, yeah, we're going to go through the rest of the story. We're not going to have Pete. And then we're coming in third act, like you said. Uh, you know, uh, Ray and Janine are doing something. They hear a noise. They go to the door. And then we get Pete popping back in. Can yeah. I get some help? Yeah. I can dig that. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. So, next on my list is another big return and a character I didn't know that we'd ever see again. And uh, another thing that I kind of wish they would have left 
out of the trailer because seeing this in theaters, not expecting it coming, would have been amazing. Uh, Grit, I should have guessed because we're going back to the New York Public Library. Sorry, the main branch of the New York Public Library. Yeah. The yeah. old librarian ghost making a comeback. Looking scarier than ever. Like, dude, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. She looks terrifying. But yeah, I kind of agree that would have been a cool like uh, a cool little reveal. But uh, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing that she's there without them giving away the context. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, cool, librarian ghost is yeah. And I feel like what's going to happen well obviously what's going to happen is the containment unit explodes and so we're able to see uh you know we never saw the librarian get caught on camera but we have to assume uh you know that, well that's the thing so a lot of nerds on the internet are well in the video game they went back and caught her and her name is eleanor twitty and yes that all happened but guess what the video game is not canon not canon they it hasn't as we been saw. for a long time uh, as we did see with the design of Evo Shandor, though, it looks it's, you know, some things were inspired by or yeah. borrowed from or taken from the video game. So, you know, it's not canon, but, you know, keep an eye out. You never know what might pop up, which is I think is a fun little Easter egg for, you know, the boys and girls out there. No, I, I look, I love that the character is back. I just wish I didn't know it was coming because the, that is legit. One of the creepiest things in my childhood. I was afraid to watch Ghostbusters by myself for years because of that scene. Uh, I didn't know what a fast forward button was. Uh, huh? <laughs> so to see the librarian back and to see her looking that good, like those effects look. I'm sure they're digital, but they look practical AF and, and looks just nightmare fuel and i love that we get a reaction of, of she's coming down the the stacks and we get a reaction of ray and he looks just t- as terrified as i did uh, as a child watching that scene so yeah if you watch his face it's very similar to the to his face in the you know the opening of the original yeah. you know he's he's scared and it's i think it's well, gonna be a moment for I, sure. I just hope he dug the old camera out of the you know out awesome. the closet and takes it back with him because i want my camera in the new movie that'd be awesome uh we also see the return of the mini puffs uh don't know if they're supposed to be in the lab or in ray's basement because podcast i don't know but the mini puffs are back because merchandising yeah they're horrible yeah i don't i don't I don't think they're I think they're with podcast. I think they're with wherever Ray and podcast are doing their podcast. And I say that just because uh, the pile of like vintage and antique uh, elements and stuff they're climbing over. And then the 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 old school schoolhouse pencil sharpener that a couple of them are playing with. It just seems out of place for the paranormal uh, R&D division. I agree. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, and such. Uh, that being said, I am not happy that the, uh, the, the 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 mini puffs are back because Gozer, I'm sorry, Gozer's gone, and and stuff. I I know they're back just for the merchandising, like you said, but uh, okay, they were there. They they shouldn't be here. That's just me. Uh, and again, they could only be in one scene. We don't know. We'll yeah. find out. Um. There's a moment in this trailer I, I made Whitney watch because it's straight Whitney. It's when Paul Rudd 
and uh, 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 Carrie, Carrie Coon, uh, Gary and Callie uh, are somewhere. <laughs> and Paul Rudd has a great kind of clip together voiceover of, um, well, there's something strange, something weird. Uh, who are people going to call? Us. We're the Ghostbusters. Can, can I tell you something? Boston makes me feel good. And as nope. he's in mid-season, she gives him the, the, the eye roll, the finger point. That is a perfect Whitney Mattingly reacting to John Peacock saying something nerdy moment. <laughs> her her saying, okay, what, what, what? Like, Whitney, can I tell you something? <sighs> what? And then immediately regretting she even asked what because it's a, that dumb of a reaction. Uh, I loved that moment. Um, I don't know what the status of the relationship is in this movie, but I hope that's the level we're at of of Gary Gruberson's nerdiness coming out. Because in the in the first movie, he says, you know, he seems to be a Ghostbusters fan when he when he fire, tries to fire up the trap. He says, "Man, I've been waiting for uh, been something of the effect of I've been wanting to do this since I was a kid or something like that." So yeah. I love that his nerdiness is coming out and is just driving her crazy. I love that. Yeah, that that moment was one of my laugh out loud moments on the trailer that cracked me up. I love Paul Rudd. I freaking yes. love this guy. So he's so he's genius in in every moment he's in in this trailer. Yeah, he's he's a right man for the job for sure. Um, then let's get to the shot that I had to go, go back and pause and double check. But uh, as Lucky is trying to fight off our new villain, we legit see proton streams freezing in midair. Yeah. <sighs> Scott has issues. Well, I'm I'm torn on this one. Okay. So so first of all, uh, the 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 practical nerd in me of um, you know uh, a particle accelerator throwing uh, coherent uh, uh, neutrinos and and protons or whatever the hell the proton stream actually is across an air gap. Uh, well, I love the visual effects, and and I'm fine with everything else like that. Seeing what is arguably, you know, uh, pure energy somewhere in the electromagnetic spectrum, quote unquote, frozen. It's like it would be like freezing light, right? You know, it, it, and while light can be slowed and stopped in a supercooled chamber, you're talking, you know, it doesn't look like that, right? Because that's been done. Light has been. Hang on, hang on. Let me finish. Light has been slowed and stopped in supercooled chambers. Like we're we're talking chambers around like you know four Kelvin, all right. And um, obviously, it doesn't look like this. I'm torn between that and oh my god, if I saw this in the cartoon, it would be awesome as shit. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I think the thing about the freezing and the freezing tech is that like they're stretching it outside the bounds of actual frozen like ice as in like frozen water you know what i mean ice is frozen water it's period. magic it, it, this is like a magic ice that doesn't really i i mean i know what you're saying but it doesn't uh, uh yeah. conform to our traditional physical I mean, now you could argue, okay, if I'm trying to put on my my nerd justification, my if I'm going to put on my Star Trek cap here of a nerd justification of something that was written with fiction, because we Star Trek nerds love to do that shit, right? You could argue that the energy output of a proton stream does cause a, like, hyper-concentrated, 
you know, uh, moisture of the atmosphere around the beam. So that's what's actually freezing. Like it, it's it's pushing the stream back and freezing the water in the air that collected around the stream. Like that's what we're seeing. That's that's interesting. That's that's well thought. Uh, also, it's magic. <laughs> it's magic ice. We see giant ice stalactites sticking up out of a beach and through concrete and blacktop, and it's it. It's it's magic. It's Elsa shit. It's let it go, Scott. Let it go. Yeah, it it, it, it in no way, shape, or form uh, can confines to the the laws of physics as we know it. It's all magic, and the it looks awesome. It does look awesome. Very excited about that. But like, there's all these giant violent spikes flying out of the ground, and I don't think we're gonna see it in in a Ghostbusters movie because it's not how we roll. But like. I kind of feel like people would be getting impaled left and right. Somebody's going to have a bad day, yeah. It, it would look like Dracula's castle around there. Like, people would be <laughs> everywhere in the city, right? Like, I love it. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to see that. But No, no. In my head, I'm like, people are getting impaled out here left yeah. and right. Before they even freeze. They don't have to worry about freezing to death. They just got impaled. These giant spikes. Yeah, we shouldn't get that gory with Ghostbusters. No, not at all. Now, um, heads on pikes in a subway, sure, but that's true. We can do those. <laughs> now, when we get the 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 the, the trauma uh, parody of this movie, <laughs> oh boy, the man watches Toxic Avenger one time. Leave me alone. I've seen it more than once. <laughs> this week? <laughs> no, not this week. So. Okay. That brings right. us to uh, everyone's favorite new, uh, new favorite Venkman line, uh, the one that they had to spoil in the teaser before the trailer for the trailer. Tall, dark, and horny, 12 o'clock. Beautiful. Which, again, just feels classic Venkman. For sure. Like, I feel like Bill's having fun again. Yes. He's happy to be here. I'm excited to be here, too. And then the gear we haven't talked about yet. Uh, the RTV is getting an upgrade. We now have a flying drone trap. Yeah, what are we going to call this one? The drap. The drap? Yeah. <laughs> that was good, right? I'm going to write that down. Uh, anything other than that, I'm upset. The, the UAT, unmanned aerial trap. That works. Sure. I'm going to go with UAT. I'm I'm officially calling it. I'm just I'm UAT I'm sounds like a thing you should drink cranberry juice for, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the drap on the street. Ah. Scientific name is the UAT. I got a UAT. Kids call it the drap. I need to drink some cranberry juice. Probably stay home for a couple days. Get some penicillin for that. <laughs> uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how the flying trap works. Um, especially because I still don't see any way of them. Like we always assumed the RTV in, in the movie, one of those things on the end of the trap was a camera. Cause every time podcast is, is using it, he's got the goggles on. So we assumed there was some kind of connection between the goggles and the trap or, and that's how he's seeing where he's driving. Yeah. I never put that together until you just said that, that really? never, occurred okay. to me, not even once. It's brilliant. <laughs> it makes sense now that you say it, but I never, it didn't yeah. make any sense before, but now you say that it yeah. makes total sense. The movie never says it, but we just kind of like, well, that's, that's got to be it, right? Like, how the hell do you know where it's going? 
uh, right. if it's that far ahead of the car and you're in the car, uh, double well, down on that with the flying trap. Well, and then and then you know, also he puts goggles on, like it's going to limit his vision again, unless he's looking through a camera on the trap to to drive yeah. with. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, that works. I'm totally that works for me. Done. So, Locked up. Down. Interesting now, to see what they do with the flying one. Yeah. Now, so, my, my question with the UAT. I'm not letting this go. We're calling it a UAT. Uh, um, of course, if if you look at it, it looks like it, it looks like they've just taken a standard trap and a little bit of modifications, but the standard shape of a trap and added quadcopter, you know, rotors onto it and stuff to make it into a drone. Which now we haven't seen it like we haven't seen the trap in the trailer open. You know, I think it's open in one shot. Actually, is it open like it's the overhead looking down? I think it might be open. Is it open from the top or open from the bottom? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's where did I, I would see think that? it open from the top. That's what I would think too, because you've got the the hold handle, the trap, and right angle hold handle is on the top. If that's the case, which I think it is, that seems counterintuitive to me. It seems like you would make it open from the bottom because it would be easier to pilot your trap over your target than to try and judge the distance to get it under your target. Yeah, if you go back and look at one of these shots from overhead, it looks like it's open. Uh, it looks like it's open from the top to me. Top. Oh. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll watch the trailer again, just for you. It's right before the title on the U.S. trailer. Yeah, like like there. Is it that white dot that's down there, just to the lower left of the ghost? You think that's it? Uh, I think that's like an explosion okay. or looks like something like that. It's a little bit closer to under it. I don't, I don't see it. I don't Maybe that's, that could not. No, be no, no. That's the trap. Cause if you go frame by frame backwards, that, that white dot down there moves. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And, and it, yeah. So it's opening from the top. It, it, it is opening from the top. Um, I still think from a from a piloting standpoint, it would be easier to have the drone open from the bottom because it would be easier to get it above your target. Because you could judge, you know, the distance between your target and your, your drone easier if the tar- if the drone was over the target versus under the target. It just feels that way to me. Fair enough. By Fair God, enough. where is my game where we get to play in the Ecto? Driving, trap, gunner. Where is that game? Give me that game. That'd be pretty. Let me tell you where it's not, Scott. It is not in Spirits Unleashed. I want to. I want to chase ghosts through, you know, downtown New York, driving the Ecto. Give me that. We game. all do. Okay. We all do, bud. Okay. Right. I got a tech question real quick, as far yeah. as theories go. So we know that their slime blower is here to some capacity. Right. Yep. Uh, somebody had suggested. So we see that Lucky clearly gets frozen, right? Uh-huh. Not just with the the beam, but like they've made it pretty clear. Old girl gets super frozen. So is Lucky gonna die because that poor girl got turned into a terror dog last time? Um. So the question is, <laughs> is she the new Dana? <laughs> huh? Is she the new Dana? Everything always happens to her. Could be. Could be. Um, does the slime blower unfreeze you? 
That's to use heated slime to thaw people who are frozen, a la Batman and Robin. There you go. See, I'm down for it. Yeah. Uh, There is a shot of some slime jars on a table at some point. Yeah. So one thing I'm curious about, you just brought up Lucky again, and and uh, like I said, originally I didn't, I couldn't tell if it was Lucky. I hadn't looked. Um. We have got to. I haven't looked on the IMDb cast list or anything. I haven't looked at everything. But is uh, the one guy who played her dad, the sheriff, is he in this movie? Because I'm curious. Because I'm curious. Does he just like, hey, dad, uh, you know, these the weird guys from up the street uh, that that shot up the town? Yeah, I'm going to move to New York with them. Is that okay? Can I go hang out with them in New York City? That's that good? Well, if this does take place three years after the first one, she'd be 19. And in the summer, so even if yeah. she was in school, you know, she's chilling for summer vacation. Like that might explain podcast presence here in New York, instead of just full on moving there. You know, could be a thing. I think they all move there. They all live in the firehouse. <laughs> One big happy family. One I love big it. Happy family. I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Um, so then. Our final shot, our our post title card teaser, or stinger, excuse me. Somebody's back, right? Somebody's maybe been camping out in the attic for thirty years. God, yes. I love that. I'm here for it. Like he's iconic. You know, people love the dude. I'm here. I'm excited to see him here. You know, I don't think he's going to be a big focus. You know, he's not going to be a big focal point. But if he kind of floats around and does. Some funny stuff, like, you know, kind of like you did in the second movie. Like, you know, sure, why not? Let's do it. Well, well, I mean, so so we know that, you know, Jason Reitman and his writing partner, his, his, the guy, Gil Kennan, the director of the movie. That's the director of this one, yeah. They're they're both real Ghostbuster fans. They grew up with the cartoon, they grew up with the toys. And it's, it's, it's no secret that they've been with Afterlife and now this one, they're trying to bring. As much of the the fun parts of the real Ghostbusters kind of into the live action realm as they you know as as we can and stuff. So having Slimer hanging out in the attic, having him hang out at the firehouse, even though Finn is obviously there to try and trap him because he's holding a, a trap uh, and everything. But I, I hope that yeah, it's just we accept Slimer is just the 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 pet dog you know of the the firehouse now he just hangs out he does his thing he doesn't bother us we don't bother him we have some interactions i think that'd be fun one thing that kind of gets me with this scene is when he slimes finn the slime on finn has a very definite green tinge to it obviously because slimer is green but in the original movie it's very clear however in everything since the original Slimer is slimer green. Yes. I know. It just, I don't know. Yeah. That was one where the lore came later and the lore just redefined. Yeah, remember, there is no slimer in Ghostbusters 1. It's green ghost. Onion head. Onion head ghost. Yeah. Slimer didn't come around to the cartoon. Yeah. Right. Um, Which I'm hoping we get a, we we get a, a Ray referring to him as onion head on screen like uh, yeah, i mean you know old, about the, you know, ghost in the attic oh old oh onion. old onion head yeah something uh-huh. like that that'd be fun. if we don't get slimer and venkman 
in some kind of interaction, it's kind That'd of a wasted fun. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Venkman's the one who's been bringing him junk food for 30 years. That's a, it's a uh, massive stash. I don't know. Um, no, what really intrigues me is this is, is, and again, this is me extracting story ideas from, from single shots. We see Trevor, AKA Finn, AKA guy from stranger things. His character is Trevor. His name is No. Uh, that's the actress. <laughs> anyway, we see him rummaging through the attic, and then we see him discovering, I assume, Slimer in the attic. And then we see a shot of him again, looks like the in the attic with a proton pack and a YMCA t shirt. Are we repurposing the abandoned Lewis storyline from Ghostbusters 2 and giving it to Trevor? Don't know. Could Does be. he encounter Slimer and then spend his B plot is trying to catch Slimer? I think that'd be too distracting. I don't think Slimer needs to have that much of an impact on the story, like at all. We if Slimer a... doesn't put a proton pack on him by the end of the movie, uh, wasted, <laughs> wasted movie, dude. Okay, I had that action figure as a kid. Okay, so make it canon, Gail. I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't either. Who knows what the fifth movie will bring, though? Because <laughs> I think that we're gonna see the OGs become less and less of you know importance and i mean they've even mentioned you know if this does well they're they're ready to keep going which you know i'm here for it as long as it's done right and to me they're doing it right so well that ends the u.s trailer so the international trailer uh a lot of similarities but some big differences so let's jump into what was different and new from the international trailer starting with a completely different opening voiceover now from Ray. We get Ray talking about uh, everyone having encounters with strange things. Uh, we get a shot of Phoebe playing chess. Yes, hopefully she's still playing chess with Egon. That's my hope. I think Egon's gone. No, no, no. He, he's not gonna. He's not gonna materialize. Yeah. Oh, I know. I just mean I think that the spirit. I think Egon has fully moved on. And she looks curious. That's the thing. Like whenever you see it cuts to her face. Yeah, but she's 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 curious about something that happens off camera behind her. Like she's playing the game and then something catches her attention. She squirrels. Has nothing to do with the game. We'll see how it goes. I don't, uh, I don't yeah. need to keep bringing Egon back out of retirement. But and, and, and I don't think we're gonna get Egon back out of retirement. I literally I the only reference you're gonna get is Phoebe playing chess with something. And they're yeah. not going to state that it's that it's Egon. They're not going to call attention to it. It's like just the chess game itself. Yeah. Just gives us the hint that she's still, you know, like yeah. there's still that 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 connection with her and her grandfather is just through chess only. Like he's it's not way it's it's way too on the nose to not be Egon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could dig that. Yeah. All right. We'll see how. Uh, yeah. I can, like Sorry. Like we talked about, Ray's the Cult uh, business is booming thanks to Ray putting out some kind of advert about we'll buy your possessed possessions. Yep. Yeah. Um, good to see the shot. We get more interaction of uh, Kamal Nanjiani's character. Uh, Grant, I'm with you. This is the part that got me to laugh out loud when, when Ray's like, never see anything like this. Give it to you for 40. 
ever. Sixty. Uh, and then a very quick shot that might be my favorite part of this, which is we see Winston talking up the crowd, uh, talking about uh, ghost attacks are on the rise all over the city, and we're the only ones equipped to fight back. Feeling very GB one, very end of our first job. Give a quick plug for the company. Um, I like the idea of Winston becoming not just the the backer financially, but taking over as like the face of the company. That's pretty cool. I think he's CEO status right now. We also see uh, Peck standing in that shot, and we see, uh, I believe, uh, um, Bill is suited up in that shot in the foreground. So yeah. I mean, personally, I think I think you're gonna get something's gonna happen. Everything because you've got because in the scene in the in the American trailer with Walter Peck basically saying the Ghostbusters are finished. You know, you don't have any OGs in that scene at all. It, yeah. It's all the new people in, in that scene. So that's uh, going to be post car chase ghost bust thing. I'm yes, assuming. yes, because yeah. he references that. But I think Winston comes in and is going to be like, you know what? Uh, no, we're, we're here. We, we got stuff going on. He's got his clout. He's got his thing. You know, he's I, I think I think all that is post uh, Peck office scene. When you have Winston doing his his thing, that'd be interesting. I I did like that scene from uh, I like Paul Rod's answer in that because there's so many times in movies where people are like, "You're done, you're finished." And it's like, why don't you just tell him to like shove it? You know what I mean? And essentially, he's like, oh, "Well, oh, like we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not listening to you, dude. Like whatever you're saying, this is irrelevant." So, overruled, sustained. Yeah. Um, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Like I'm like, that's great. So. Uh, uh, then we get uh, the shot that I know Scott was happy about. We get a much better look at the new Paranormal Research Center. Yes. Yeah. And I'm quite so. I was looking at that uh, when I did a rewatch today, and I was looking at the architecture. Yes. Like on the walls. Could it be? I, I, I was looking for to see if they went they went back down and placed it underground. Maybe in the old pneumatic transit system, you know, the slime was gone because 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 Vigo, uh, Vigo's been been defeated and everything. But I was looking at that; it's it looks very subway like old underground. Archway. So the doors open directly outdoors to a brick wall. The interior has like greenish kind of brick tile. There's graffiti all over all of it, so it's definitely an old something. That they've just taken over and repurposed. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's the pneumatic transit. Just because nope. that the shot in the international trailer when the, the doors open and they're all sanding it, there's clearly daylight coming in. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't think it's yeah. that. But it definitely, like, yeah, a well, bus station or something, it's definitely an old something they've taken over. Well, but we also don't know. Now, I get what you're saying, but technically, we don't know that. The scene, like we don't, we don't know it's a direct cut from those doors to the interior. They could walk in those doors down to an elevator and then go down. They could. There's other things that could. Whether it is or not, I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just looking at that archway in the background there. Uh, I don't think it's the pneumatic transit. No, but I thought it would be fun if we were back in the old station. That'd be very impractical to get to day in day out. Ah, that is it. 
<laughs> My bad. It does look cool. Again, it, it looks very Ghostbusters. It looks very... This was an old rundown thing. We bought it to turn it into our lab. And even the tech in the lab... It's old. Yeah, it's, it's old. not all shiny, new, like, you know, freaking Apple Genius store. It's all old analog stuff. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the one of the, the, the shots here, the, the wide shot of the whole thing, and I'm seeing two what look like Apple... Apple IIs, Apple IIc computers. Yeah. You know, we're talking the old monochromatic green monitors with the five and a quarter drives yeah. uh, and everything. So, yeah. And shiny black uniforms with their new Ghostbusters R&D patch. Hey. You know, everyone's got to have now. Hey, as long as it's not a Ghostbusters patch with a big old peace sign number two on it, I'm fine. That was an up yours, Scott. It was talking directly to you. More GB2 hate out here. Uh, no, we also... GB2. I just don't like the, the damn logo being different. It upsets me. Yeah. We also get a really cool shot of, again, talking about the real Ghostbusters coming into live action. I don't think it's the containment unit. I think it's some kind of ecto-containment observation thing. Yeah. But we get a viewport to look into ghosts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we see the new um uh what's his name? Pinster or whatever. Uh, yeah. Depositing a trap into again, it's a big red thing, obviously meant to evoke the containment unit. But we see him loading in a trap. Uh, and then we cut to them at a big observation window looking at Pukey. Pukey. <laughs> Everyone's new favorite ghost that will sell all the merch, I'm sure. He looks like a mango. He does. It does. It's a walking mango. Uh, I I love this idea. This is again all the of all the cool ideas the cartoon brought up. The the containment having a viewport was awesome, and I love that we're getting that introduced in some form in live action. Um. I, looks like we're getting a decent amount of action in this because they cut to there's some shots of other viewports like along this hallway. So I think opportunities for cameos from other ghosts. So yeah. personally, so given uh, Winston's, you know, introducing them to the R&D thing, given how Paul Rudd is dressed in this scene uh, and everything, I think that this is going to be you know, obviously it's going to be kind of early in, in the movie because we're doing introductions. I think that some time has passed, whether it's real time or not, from the first movie. I think it's summer. And I think Phoebe and Paul Rudd and, and Finn and everybody from wherever the hell the previous movie took place. I don't even remember. Somerville. Somerville yeah. They, I think they've just now come to New York. And he's giving them the tour around like it's happening during the summer. They've come for a visit like they don't live there. They haven't relocated. I think they've come for a visit and he's giving them. And then all this shit goes down, you know, while they're there for the visit and stuff. So, so yeah, there's a comic like a what four issue comic that's going to be the in between uh, the two movies. And yeah, but the problem with that is it doesn't come out until after the movie. Yeah, which is <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, but most of them do that. Hey, you've seen the movie. Now watch what happens between the two. Yeah. 
just sucks that we couldn't get it. Like even just the first issue, like you know, before would be great. But whatever, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, lost my spot. Uh, some kind of possible containment unit breach in the firehouse. We get the something trying to get out and many things line. Yeah, which is creepy. It's a great line. Something's trying to get out. Many things. I like that. Uh, followed by a voiceover from Ray talking about we could be looking at a full bore army of ghosts. Well, before that, you get the line when they're. I think it's before that. Um, they're talking about the the sphere, mm-hmm. and so I says it's like it's 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 like it's calling to the other ghosts. Is that before or after this? Season? I don't. Uh, I had a line for that. Oh yeah, here the orb is commanding other spirits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus that great shot of what I think is the firehouse doors getting ripped off. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, great shot. And then, so what we see after that, or not after that, but we got to assume, okay, so we have that shot, firehouse doors flying off. We got old, uh, what is his name? Galactica. His name is Tall, Dark, and Horny. Tall, Dark, and Horny, yeah. Tall, Dark, and Horny. So we got him coming through the doors, and he's blowing out his, like, ice sprays, it's clearly splitting the firehouse floor like in half. And so we see our characters go to each side of the split, but right in the middle is the Ecto. So my question is, do you think the Ecto is going to get sucked down or dropped down into this icy chasm? I I don't think it's, I I don't know. I, I think the Ecto is going to get destroyed in this movie. That'd be so sad. That would suck. The Ecto dies, we riot. I agree. But like, at the same time, you're also talking about trying to continuously maintain, you know, uh, what, 60, 70 year old vehicle? Yeah, but we already rebuilt the whole damn thing for the last movie with a brand new engine and everything. Yeah, hey, still. Gozillionaire, he can put that thing 100% yeah. back together. Apart from the body, there ain't much original left on that car. <laughs> I, know, I, I think Ecto is going to get hurt because I, I agree with Grit when I, when I saw that. Uh, saw that that chasm and that icy split thing heading straight toward ecto I'm like oh I, and i also agree don't, it, don't don't you don't you mess with our ecto yeah you mess with does something ecto. take out the ecto sure does that mean we don't see a newly refurbished ecto at the end anyway no maybe we go to a storage unit and we pull the tarp off of the ghostbusters 2 ecto that has don't man if you finally give people the 1a so they'll <laughs> shut the hell up about what happened to the 1a <laughs> Why do people not realize it's the same damn car? Uh, I don't well, they, they put different stuff on the roof in the second one, and there's nothing to on screen that says they took it back off again. So is it the same car, or is it not? What's going on? People are dumb, Grit. Now, That's now, what it is. On. People are dumb. Now, hang on. I agree. People are dumb. <laughs> and yes, while I agree that when we saw Ghostbusters 2, yes, same car, repainted with the two new stuff on top when we see an ecto in in afterlife like did egon spengler have it repainted again with the with the old logo and the original equipment on top what have you but we also have jason reitman you know uh during ghostbusters afterlife promo junket where he he's asked the question and he says i wish i could tell you all i can say is there's a story there 
Ghostbusters 5, now shooting under the title Ghostbusters Ecto. You can't blame people for asking the question. I don't think that he took it off. I don't think Egon like had it repainted before he bounced to Oklahoma. Like, ah, this doesn't make sense anymore. I feel like at some point between the time that, you know, the second movie happened and, you know, business started dwindling, they put it back to the original put logo. Put it back to the original? Uh, yeah. yeah. Once again, there's a story there. Is it the same car? Are there multiple cars? I don't know. It's the same car. And and that that's the easy explanation because if you were going to get a second car, why would you go out and find the exact same make and model car? I mean, I I, I agree. But... Well, now Ray Wood, Ray Wood, you're not wrong, Ray Wood. But why would you have an extra one just chilling in storage? You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make sense for it to be a different car. Doesn't make sense yet. See, <laughs> yet. I guess maybe we'll find out at some point. Um, and then, yeah, my favorite shot, the I call it the Avenger shot, where, like Red said, they're all lined up as is as, as tall, dark, and horny is coming at them, and they're they're all there, all geared up. Well, most of them were missing a couple. Um, that got me, dude. Yeah. To see, honest, we've been to so many photo shoots and events where it's like, oh, hey, there's like 12 Ghostbusters here, looks a little crowded. To finally see a shot in the movie where it's like, hey, we got nine Ghostbusters here, it's a little crowded. It's kind of an awkward shot. Like that, that tickled my heart. I'm here for it. But once again, and like people are pointing out, so first of all, we have Ecto in the background of that shot. So it's still there, there, which I assume this is the reverse angle of uh, Tall, Dark, and Horny pulling the doors off the fire station. Then we get the reverse angle of that of them. And then, yeah, then it hits the the thing and they, 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 you know, uh, uh, parting of the Red Sea themselves to either side and we hit that. But, Phoebe's not in that lineup. Like, she is not. Phoebe's no. not there. Yes. Where's she at? What's going on with her? Yeah. So she's got something. There's there's something else going on with Phoebe, obviously, because she is uh, kind of a, a big. Maybe she's filming that TikTok video that we saw, you know, of, of her singing the song outside the, the studio the, tour. Yeah, the whole studio tour. That's that's where she's at. That's what um, <clears throat> the shot. In the first trailer of the Proton Pack with the cyclotron running, the uncovered cyclotron running, yeah, yeah. whoever's wearing it is walking alongside the Ecto. Yeah, I think Phoebe shows up post Party of the Red Sea wearing a cobbled back together Proton Pack. Yes, like like everybody else, something's happened to everybody else, and she pulls whatever gear she can find together. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then. So I don't guess we're quite there yet, but there's the, you know, there's her, there's Lucky's Ellen Ripley moment. Yeah. So uh, we kind of assumed that that's referring to Phoebe, but it's not confirmed. But yeah. So there's, there might be something deeper just with Phoebe more specifically, you know, maybe this thing's coming after her specifically for some reason. We don't know why. Yeah, that's, so. uh, and again, that's what a trailer should do: is it should get you excited for what you saw, and then intrigued about what you didn't see. Yeah, and I think it did its job pretty well. I agree. I thought they were. Yeah, personally, I can't wait until everybody is frozen solid, and it looks like we're done. And then Slimer just comes and slimes the hell out of all of them, and it's his slime that thaws them all, you know, and he brings them back and Slimer saves the day 
and then he flies over and gets his proton pack. <laughs> now you're talking. And then at the end, we get the Ghostbusters logo, and he comes out and, and bumps into it, and it slimes into Slimer and the Ghostbusters. Frozen Empire. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. And then the fifth movie is all about Slimer going to track down the Ecto-1A from storage. There you go. <laughs> and he recruits a bunch of little kids along the way. Ah, yeah. there you go. The junior Ghostbusters. Junior Ghostbusters. Younger. That's great. Uh, anything we didn't uh, bring up? Anything you, you want to talk about I didn't bring to? Or did we leave it all on the field? I don't think so. I think we covered a, a good portion of it. Um, In general... I- I will have to say, so the the fan attic scenes, right? Uh-huh. So there I think there's two different ones because there's a couple. Yeah, well, because the one where he has the proton pack on, he's wearing a different shirt. Yeah. And the one where he's just because there's one where he's just holding a trap. Yeah. He yep. has no pack on. So yep. I think I think there's an ongoing him investigating what's going on in the attic, like by himself. Yeah. You know, that I, I, I'm calling it now. He's getting the recycled cut plot of Lewis trying to trap Slammer. I can mm-hmm. see right. Much as I don't like it, I can see it. Yeah. I'll take it. But I'm just curious. Uh, at some point in the film, does 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 Finn realize that uh, that uh, much like Lewis did, that uh, Slimer does have his New York City uh master's license commercial driver's license (laughs) maybe Um, once we crash the ecto with a giant ice stalactite thing they all have to take the bus to get to the final showdown with tall dark and horny and slimer saves the day by pulling up in a city bus i'm here for it sign me up um in general i love how all the ghosts look even like slimer um yeah he's a ghost yes he's cg but it looks like I can reach through my screen and touch this thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it looks like the saliva coming off his teeth. It looks very throwback to the old school physical practical effects, even though I know it's digital and CGI. Uh, it has weight and, and substance to it. They're not just floaty. Um, it, it's across the board. Everything I've seen from, from the ghost of the movie looks fantastic. Uh, super excited. I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, I, I'm an easy sell. I was already in, but like, like I was telling Grit, like, man, Afterlife was heavy, and it, it it had to be in a lot of ways. And I feel like, and Grit said this too, top of the show. But I feel like we're getting back to that sort of lightheartedness, and and we've dealt with the big <clears throat> heavy stuff, and we can move on and get back to being funny and scary, because that's that's the two tones I get. Is that this movie is going to be funny? And it's going to be scary. And at times in the same scene, yeah. um, something terrifying pops up and we quip a joke about it. That's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, the, the last movie had a lot of emotional baggage that it had to deal with. It had to get out in the open uh, and everything in order for the franchise to move forward. It did it. It did it in spades. And now I agree with this one. We're getting back to, and also we're getting back to, we're, we're, we're bringing in, what made you know a good real Ghostbusters story? You know, we're, we're not just falling back on, you know, Gozer and 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 all that good stuff. We're we're giving us a, a, a what would be a fun uh, real Ghostbusters story. 
Yeah, I'd almost call it standalone. I mean, I'm sure it'll pick up threads from Afterlife and carry characters forward, but I get the feeling that you could kind of just jump right into this one. Um, and it's it, it's self-contained, standalone Ghostbusters story. Here's a new threat. Here's a new big bad. We got to take him down. And that's what Ghostbusters should be, man. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, just keep giving us cool big bads and, and, and having the team face them down and we can rotate out cast as time and schedules and story dictates. Uh, we can continue working back in OG characters. We can continue to focus, shift focus more to the original character, the, the new characters we've gotten. That's all fine, man. Like this, this is all the fans have been crying out for, for, for 40 years now um, is you know, this is exactly the right direction. The franchise should go. And I hope it makes all the money. Um, Cause yeah, I want more of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'll end on this. So when, when asked back during promotion for afterlife, Jason Reitman was asked again and again and again and again, would he do a sequel? And his answer every time was, look, I had a Ghostbusters story pop up in my head and I got the chance to tell it um, exactly how I wanted to. I have lots of friends who have Ghostbusters stories. I'd love to see their stories. And the fact that Jason's still there as a producer and a writer, but he stepped back as director and Gil Kennan is directing this one. I think that's the path we're on forward is, 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 we'll cycle through directors and storytellers and, and Jason and Gil will stay on uh, with, with Dan at ghost core sort of guiding a guiding hand for where the stories go, but new voices telling new ghostbuster stories in the same old world we know and love. And that's where we're headed. I'm very excited for the future. Absolutely. With that, Jay, you've been quiet the whole show. Do you have anything you want to add to this, Jay? Like, did the trailer do anything for you? Anything at all? No. No, you know what? I'm better than that. You're you're better than the trailer? You're better than Ghostbusters? Bark, bark. I'm a dog, bark. That That sounds more accurate, but I'm very confused now. So you didn't like the trailer, or you did like the trailer? I want to make babies with her. Wow, <laughs> that was that good. I agree. I would, I would stand behind that on these two trailers. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, if I can make babies with this trailer, I would, I would definitely do it as well. I would. You know. Well, on that note, thank you very much to our guest, uh, John Colin Gritton, for joining us and nerding out about Ghostbusters as only he can. Um, and thank you for listening. Are you excited about After? Sorry, Afterlife. Are you excited about Frozen Empire? Is there anything in either of these two trailers you wanted us to talk about we didn't get to? Because we can we can talk all day about this. It's what we do. Uh, heads up, there are a few alternate versions of the international trailer. I've not seen them myself, but I've been warned they contain some very spoilery material. Um, I'm officially at the I am done watching promo footage of this movie stage. Uh, there's going to be tons of TV spots and even shorter trailers coming out in the, uh, uh, what are we, six, seven weeks out from this movie's release. Uh, I'm ignoring all that from now on. I know exactly as much as I want to know going into it. So keep an eye out. Uh, these two trailers are great. Watch them. Watch them multiple times. Uh, I would steer clear of anything but these two. Um, but thank you for listening. 
hopefully this was insightful and entertaining to you. If there's something you want to hear us talk about we didn't get to, hit us up in comments. We'll keep talking all day about Ghostbusters. But until next time, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert.